Oh, okay, cool. It says we're recording. So we're going to start in five, four, three, two, one. What's up, everybody? Lauren Reed Live, Water Rights Radio. I'm Jay the Gentleman. Lauren Reed, how you doing? Hey, what up, Jay? What's going on? Oh, uh, you know, summer 2020, whatever you want to call right? it. <laughs> it's ju it's right. July. We don't know what's going to come next. <laughs> sure. I just realized it was July like the other day. So it's been one of those uh, <laughs> crazy months. But, but um, you know, so hanging in there. How are you doing? I'm good. So far, so good. July hasn't like completely tumbled us over, right? So far. No, no. I mean, we, yeah, we've been doing some good nice shows. Stuff. We had some good shows with Thomas Knox and, um, and Kev. And we're just going to keep it moving with some yeah. more uh, interviews when we can. And while we're still technically supposed to be social distancing and face masks and all that good stuff. I think we're uh, going to do this from, we're we're going, from the crib. Yeah, but I think we're going to end up going back to where we were a couple months ago. <laughs> really so that's the rate we're going? What it right. sounds like, for sure. For sure. Well, hopefully not. Positive, positive vibes. Hopefully it doesn't get to that point. But uh, we decided that we need to bring back some guests that we had literally at the beginning of this year. It seems so long ago. Um, January think, 5th, to be exact. <laughs> yes, it was right after New Year's. That's right. That's right. And um, it's, I think it's good to bring them back because it's a, a kind of like a retrospective, if you wanted to call it that, the last seven months. But it's also good because they have insight on what to look forward to uh, moving forward um, within the, the near future. And they have so many titles that I probably won't ramble off because we did that <laughs> last time because they're family now. They, they're yeah. back to the show. So, round of applause for Darian and Danielle. We're back. Thank you. Ladies, how are we doing? I'm awesome, but thank you so much for um, having us back and for trusting in our insights. And I just first want to send out so much love to everybody who's been affected by everything that we're probably going to talk about here today, everything that's gone on, the Black community, mm -hmm. and anyone who's been affected by COVID-19. So, first want to say that. Mm -hmm. And hopefully we can do our jobs as, as best as we try to do our jobs and, and give some spiritual invite in, insight into how to navigate our own path through, through all of this. What about Danielle, you? How, no? yeah. How you feeling? yeah, what she said. So, no, I mean, again, it feels really surreal in a beautiful way and i'm so happy that you welcomed us both back at this time you know six months later or seven months later whatever the the time point is and i really hope that this can be an invitation as well to just explore have a conversation raise some awareness around what currently is going on and how like Darian said, just navigate through these times going forward in the uncertainty. How can we find a sense of groundedness, a sense of certainty within ourselves? Which is so important because we, like, like we said, we were together seven months ago. Me and Jay were like, we're amped about the new year. We were talking about all this stuff that was going to happen. We talked about finances. We talked about love. We talked about our careers to show everything, right? And then it was like, boom, like all of a sudden it was like, it felt like a huge explosion like it's almost like getting t-boned in a car a car accident like it's almost kind of like we never saw it coming or we were naive enough to think that it wouldn't affect us right because we heard about COVID-19 the coronavirus but we were kind of like that's there you know what I mean kind of like the I wash my hands I'm good 
Right. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the ignorance yeah. of it all to think that it would never impact us. And then life got like nuts. Right. Yeah. Um, so I'll speak for myself and say that I was one of those people who were just like, it's the flu. We're good. They're, we're going to get a couple vaccinations. I wash my hands. Um, it's not going to affect me. And um, I'm going to be okay. Right. Um, and I was like, it'll never get that bad. And then it started to get really dark. <laughs> and, yeah, real quick. <laughs> yeah, really quick. Yeah. And, you know, I'm at, I'm at my nine to five job and we're transitioning, trying to move 400 people home to, with like equipment and all other stuff like that. And I'm kind of like looking around, like what's happening? Like, you know what I mean? Twilight Zone. Yes. It felt like really weird. The streets are empty. People are running to the grocery store. Toilet paper, whole thing. Like I was actually in Florida, maybe like on vacation, maybe like a week or so before it got bad. And down there, it kind of felt like nothing was going on. Meanwhile, my mom and like my aunt was calling me every day, like, when are you coming home? Like, like, you got to get your food, you got to get, and I'm just like, all right, I'm trying, you know, like, let me just finish up. And then when I got home, got off the plane, it was like a totally different place. So I say all that to say is that for me, for someone who has struggled with anxiety, I've struggled with depression before, um, and I did all of my tools that I normally would do to kind of not, not get into that dark place, but I found myself getting in that dark place, especially um, being home, um, working from home, not having any social interaction with people, because I thrive off of that, mm-hmm. and I was like, excuse my language, but oh shit, like, what do I do now? I couldn't go see my therapist. (laughs) You know, everyone sometimes doesn't really understand like, well, you're home, you're safe. You should be, you should be good. Right. And it did not feel that way. So Mm -hmm. I guess my first question to you guys is someone who has experienced that type of mental illness that, that I have experienced before. And then all of a sudden it comes shining through again, what would you say to someone kind of going through those motions, like how to kind of navigate through that? Yeah. Um, do you want me to take that? Okay. So yeah, that's sort of my realm. Like I, I started off my whole career cause I uh, struggled with depression for a very long time and suicide, suicidal tendencies and all of that. So um, if you look on my channel, Darian empire, I actually specifically did a video for Um, how to help prevent depression during social distancing. I give a whole list of things that you can do for yourself to make sure that you're okay. But, you know, it's, there are simple things that the body can help you with. So even just daylight, just getting natural sunlight in the morning every day, at least 30 minutes a day, helps serotonin uh, levels release in your brain having a list of people who you love that you can talk to through Zoom or phone calls or whatever. Meditation daily is always a must. Exercise uh, to the point where you're getting your heart rate up for 10 minutes a day. Of course, as long as it's good, you know, your doctor approves it, that helps release serotonin levels, eating properly. I mean, just really common things, but also things like um, omega-3 fatty acids are really good for antidepressants. So natural upkeep is, it's non-negotiable during these times. Mm -hmm. Whereas when you have your nine to five job, because you're sort of supplementing with 
having other people to talk to. And do you know what I mean? You're supplementing with those outside things. It's like the moment we got inside, we had to look within and where we were supplementing before we were lacking now. Yeah. So, so it's like, you don't get to do that now. You don't get to, there's no excuse for yourself for not um, having real, you know, self-care for yourself. And it's not because it's a trend on Instagram. It's because it's, it's life and death. And, you know, mm -hmm. it's, it's a necessity. And for me, it's almost like for me, depression, I don't know if Lauren, this has been for you, but for me, depression became like, it became more of a blessing for me because it caught, it forced me to take care of myself. Yeah, it definitely does. Um, that's yeah. a really good point because when you're in that space, right, you're, yeah. you, sometimes you get so stuck there, you don't know how to climb out. Right. Mm -hmm. And being the type of person I am is very outgoing and, yeah. It was just like, yo, I hate it here. Like, I literally would say to myself, like, I really hate it here. I have to do something. And to be completely transparent, I think we had a meeting one day and I was like, Jay, we got to do the show again, right? Because it was mm -hmm. the only way for me to kind of start climbing out of it. Because you guys can laugh, but I was doing crazy shit. I was taking my temperature every 10 to 15 minutes. Yeah. I was like taking any type of medicine that I could think of that was like, well, is that an itch in my throat? And is, is this like trying to get sleep? And just, it was, it was, it was driving me nuts. And I was like, all right, y'all, we, I was like, I think I said to the team in the text, we vegged out enough now, which yeah. was basically what I was saying, going through anxiety and depression, we got to start working again. Cause it's the only way that I can kind of like figure this, this all out. So yeah. I, I, I appreciate that point because you have to want to kind of almost take care of yourself to get yourself out of it for sure. Yeah. And I, well, one, I appreciate you sharing that and being, being vulnerable and sharing that because it's not something that people do openly. Like I've, I've struggled with depression myself and talking about it is also another part of, of taking care of yourself. And for anybody that's watching and is struggling with that, and even if you don't want to talk about it, that's fine. I would advise it to talk to somebody who, who you can talk to about it, whether it's a therapist or a loved one, but also preparing, like, you know, yourself, like Lauren, you knew, I feel like you probably knew, oh shit. When I like, if I'm sitting on my couch by myself thinking about COVID, like I'm going to provoke anxiety. Yeah. You can ask yourself how it like every morning, what can I do to start off fresh? How can I prepare knowing that I'm going to get triggered if this happens, or I'm going to get triggered if that happens, how can I set myself up for success, mental success? Yeah. Knowing your triggers are, is key and knowing like what's yeah. going to happen. I had a, I had to have a regiment when I decided that I wasn't going to do it anymore. Mm. I had a regiment of everything that I had to do. I had to get up at seven 30. I had to meditate. I prayed. I did my devotion. I did a devotional. Um, and then I would get in the shower and I would get dressed. It wasn't like, okay, I'm sitting in the house. I have to be a dirt ball all day. Right. I had yeah. to get a shower, mm -hmm. get dressed. I may did not do makeup, but I at least yeah. had to put clothes on. Right. Yeah. And then it was like, okay, I have to log into <clears throat> now. So it made me feel like I was actually getting the day going. And then I took a break for lunch. I took a, like a, a, a snack break or I was like, all right, I'm just going to go outside to go grab the mail, sit on the step call my mom, talk, you know, take a walk around the block, whatever it was. I had to have a schedule because yeah. just sitting and thinking about the doom of COVID or whatever it may be, yeah. 
Um, mm-hmm. It was it was in the TV. Oh my God! Yeah, you the, can't. Yeah. Can yeah. we talk about that? That was like, <laughs> yeah. and and it's tough because you have to stay informed, right? But you don't want to go crazy. No, <laughs> so. and you need to have parameters around it because the news was our our source of information, as were our phones. And I'm so glad you were talking about how you redefined your your home and you changed the way. Like even though I work from home. You would think that this wouldn't be that hard for me to transition, but this is a different kind of working from home than what I've been doing prior, right? When I worked from home before, I had the luxury of leaving my house to go do things. Like I love doing group fitness because it got me around people, et cetera. And so that was all taken away from me. I rearranged my entire place so that it was more conducive to the lifestyle we were having during COVID. And with the space of the news, I have a rule, and, and this is in general, but it seemed like you did this as well, Lauren. I don't reach for my phone first thing in the morning because if I do, first of all, I am completely destroying any intentions that I want to create for my day. I'm all of a sudden feeding myself with distractions. And the one thing with like social media and the news, we don't know what's going to happen when we go in there, right? When you wake up in the morning and you make a choice to meditate, to take a shower, for the most part, you kind of know what's going to happen. With Instagram, we don't know what we're going to see, how we might be triggered, and it might not even be news related. You could all of a sudden see your ex is quarantining with someone, and then that sets you up, right? And it's like, before you know it, you're going down this whole rabbit hole. And so I think it's really important to have the news to be informed, but have it have boundaries around it and have set up certain times. And we have to also redefine like what rest is. So while I think we have to redefine what our work schedule looks like, how we're starting our day, what does rest look like? Because sometimes I think in our head, we think, oh, I'm just going to sit and watch the news and that's resting. Or I'm going to scroll on Instagram and that's me taking a break. That's not taking a break. You know how much energy that evokes? Yeah. And and you can go so in your head. So I think it's really important um, to like create those boundaries so that you're still being informed, but it's in a more intentional way. So I Mm. I just took a break. I was just like, no Facebook, no Instagram. I didn't look, I, I know I didn't do 610 or, you know, any of the news channels. Yeah. If I needed to know something, I knew like a family member or a friend would really tell me like, yeah. I, um, I was like, okay, I'm home now. I have to cook. So I kind of was like diving into cooking and doing stuff like that. I know Jay, you went on like a whole workout thing, a whole new, like a fitness yeah. stuff. Let's see those biceps. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, it was, I mean, it's, it's one of the, like, just, it's basically everything you guys said. Like I, one of the, one of the things, one of the uh, best pieces of advice my dad ever gave me was moderation is key. So even before COVID, I kind of set myself up to not overindulge on things that I know that's going to get me stimulated to the sense where it's going to give me anxiety or whatever. So when this was happening, I knew, it was going to be, it was going to be much easier to kind of fall into these bad patterns. So for me, it was like, all right, I started working out before all this had happened. I'm continuing to do that, continue to keep cooking, continue to, to FaceTime and Zoom my friends and family, just so that I'm not in, engulfed in what was going on, especially going back with the news. I had to tell my friends back home, like, stop watching the news because they're not, they're not telling, they're not on the streets. They're not actually there. Uh, they're not telling the truth. Right. And it's like a lot of misinformation that, that you're yeah. getting that that's really putting a narrative on things that shouldn't even be the narrative of what's happening. So it was a bunch of that stuff that going outside, even if it's on the steps for, you know, 30 minutes, like you guys said, I just really just kind of just took it little by little. And by the time you knew it, the day was over and then the next day started. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Um, 
I was just going to say, we kind of like dived all into it, but yeah, did, when this all kind of happened, um, and cause we had talked about what the year led up to us for us, where you guys kind of like, not necessarily we knew this was coming or was there other like energies that were felt that could possibly lead to this? Or am I asking, well, am I well, asking the secret? <laughs> well, I, I, I recently, I recently uh, reheard uh, our interview and a lot of that stuff that we talked about, it was like towards the end of the year or, you know, it was like, after, it, it, we, it wasn't like specific, like, oh, it's going to be a, a virus. And then, you know, but it was, a lot of stuff was like toward the end of the year. And we were like, okay, cool. Like, we're, maybe that just means we're going to be in our, in our, you know, in our zone and then some, things will start to open up or whatever. But so little, little did we know. exactly what was said? Because I don't remember exactly. We well, were, me, me, Danielle. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, no, we, go, were no, trying no, to, yeah. we were trying to remember something. So, yeah, if you remember, let us know. You rewatched it, so. Yeah, it was, um, well, I remember more so like, uh, career and especially um love like relationships love and dating and all that stuff um a lot of the things that for me personally you had said to look out for was something toward the end of the year yeah um which is kind of crazy because like you know being quarantined you just yeah. you know I, yeah nothing's happening now <laughs> yeah like i'm not gonna no i think we just manifested like love is blind like we're just all quarantined together and right yeah right leave our place i i yeah. mean I think when it came to you, from what I remember with doing more personal assessments for Jay and Lauren, it was more towards the end of the year because yeah. there is going to be, I still think there's going to be a little bit of a break around that time or maybe what we were foreseeing. Like I remember, and I don't, I'm pretty sure I probably shared this because I had been sharing it a lot in December and January that I felt 2020 was the year that self care and our right. would be at the yes. forefront. I do remember that was a yeah. big thing that I was talking about. And I remember saying like, people are gonna wanna take care of themselves and invest in their health more than ever. Mm -hmm. Did mm -hmm. I know that it was going to be in the space of the virus? No. Right. I did think there was gonna be some rocky moments, but I also didn't think we were gonna start to see that until May, June. Which we did, but we also, you know, saw it on an earlier front as well. I mean, all, all of the, you know, the protests, that was the beginning of June. That was yeah. late May. You know, mm -hmm. what that, that was kind of like the, the bowling point of everything else. Right. But I think that wouldn't have happened if we didn't have March. We didn't have the pandemic. We didn't have the silence. We didn't have, you know, everything mm -hmm. that we sat in to then be able to see the progression. And again, the way we were looking at the news. So, it, you know, we were just talking about how the news was a little bit, um, excessive and exposing things that may have been in the wrong narrative it also gave us that shock because we had been sitting at home we you know to see the video of george floyd we saw it in a way that maybe we wouldn't have seen if we were busy with our everyday lives if we were rushing around if we were commuting if we were just so like we we got to a point where we couldn't turn a blind eye anymore mm -hmm. which then mm -hmm. you know moved us into the energy that we were foreseeing for may june yeah, yeah well, it was like great. the perfect storm it's mm -hmm. a great transition because that was kind of like the other thing that kind of happened on top of the fact that we had like a bunch of celebrity like deaths too that hit home like really hard like never before it's kind of like a little weird but like we never really felt like Kobe was such a big thing right mm -hmm. and he was such a big entity and we didn't I, I personally didn't realize how many people he really touched but like his passing was like such a like it was also another dark moment it was kind of like ooh, what's what's this it was a it was a different feeling and especially how it happened and him being a family man and his daughter was involved it, that was also dark 
But then we kind of moved into this Corona space and then to the George Floyd space where racism never left, but it was reintroduced in a very different way. And yeah. I feel like that's a virus in itself, right? So we're, we're fighting two viruses at the same time. Well, but, I think Danielle, you you hit it right on the right on the head when you said that now that we were at home and we couldn't go home, like go to work, we were kind of because this happened before. We've yeah, seen people right, get this, killed. Exactly. Up, yeah, this movement you know? isn't new. No. Right. So that was I think that I think you definitely touched on it because it was like had we not been home, we probably just would have been another thing that we talked about for a month. People in in at the capacity that mm-hmm. they did. Um, protesting wouldn't have been able to do that worldwide had we not had a worldwide spread of this virus. Um, so yeah, I mean, it definitely was a it definitely was a perfect storm as far as that's concerned. And it's clear that everything that was beneath the surface hmm. is being because you know racism has always is as long as this country's been a country, racism has existed. Right. And we're just especially the white community are now having to look at it and take a real good hard look at us at ourselves and um go ahead you did a youtube video called um healing the racism within us so again being transparent um you and danielle are the first people in the white community that we've had on the show in back to talk kind of sort of about the racism piece right everyone else has been people of color so it's an easy place to vent, right? So I want to just ask to ask you, like, how is it dealing with seeing it from the other end and kind of having to, I guess, would you say, have a voice in this time? Like, you don't want to say anything wrong, but you still yeah. want to stand up and, and be a, um, an ally is the word that people are using. Like, how have you guys navigated through it just being a part of, not a part of the Black community or, you know, people of color? Yeah, so... I mean, me and Danielle talk about this often because we are allies, but I think not only being white women, but also spiritual leaders and white spiritual leaders are not showing up in the way they need wow. to be showing up right now. Wow. And yeah, so I think, think that, why do you think that? Well, there's a lot of, uh, uh, they call it a spiritual bypassing where um, mm. they're not seeing the black community in their pain, just not even seeing it and sort of saying, well, you create your own reality, like sort of putting it on the black community. I'm like, but we, but white people created that reality too. Like we're all, we all watched George Floyd be murdered. We all saw that. We all created that. Okay. Like you, you can't even argue that point. So, you know, it's, that's been infuriating as a spiritual leader with integrity just from that standpoint. But, you know, it's really important for us to educate ourselves. I don't know if you were able to watch that whole video. I'm, I'm like flattered that you even knew that I did no, that video. I watched it because it's important yeah. to me because I don't just deal with people in the black community. Like, you know, yeah. have to understand it. Like I went to a multicultural school yeah. uh, where I was a minority and a lot of my friends were a part of the white community. Yes, I went to an HBCU, but I still kept some of those friends that I've interacted with all of my life. And I know I, I talk, we, we laugh about it, but it's funny, but, um, but it's not funny that people have shown their true colors 
during this time. So people that I had thought that I called a friend before has said some very damaging things that was like, damn, you really feel that way? Like you, you seriously believe that there has to be something more to this man getting murdered on camera? Like, I don't, I, I don't get it. Like I'm yeah. like today I had to say like, I'm so tired of black, the black community always having to suppress what has happened to us for over hundreds of years. But if there's any other um, community's oppression, we can never forget it. But black people are exactly. supposed to say, oh, get over it. 100 years ago, get over it. It's not a big deal. And I'm just- yeah, like, racism doesn't exist anymore. What? Yeah, Obama was president. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> right, you know, some of yeah. my, my, my best friend, when I have, one of my best friends is black, you know, like, it's like yeah. we always have to suppress. And I don't think yeah. we shouldn't be forgiving. I think everyone should have a forgiving heart to a certain yeah. extent. Um, but you also deserve to speak your pain. Exactly. Right. And and we me and Danielle were saying uh, there was like a comedy skit. I forget what the guy's name is. I wish I knew it, but he did it maybe years ago and he was talking about Black Lives Matter. It was a black man talking about Black Lives Matter. He's like, he's like, that's a controversial term. We matter. Just matter. Michael Shea. Okay, yeah, thank you. Right? Like, mm -hmm. not that, and I'm like, why as white people is it so hard to just give the black community a seat at the table? <laughs> like, we're just, we're just saying you're, you're, the, you're equal to me. I'll hear you. You hear me. We can, you know, we got a lot more to hear from you because we've been not hearing for a long time. Why does that threaten people in the white community. It's been an interesting thing because I think that we need to both kind of shut up and let black voices be heard, but I also feel a responsibility to talk to my white community and it's a different conversation because the white fragility, it's people don't want to hear white privilege and they don't want it, they feel attacked and we do want to create allies. We do want to change the world in a real way but we also don't want to coddle people. And we also, it's like, yo, read, read some fucking books about this. Sorry. <laughs> For person, <laughs> no, but, it's true. You know, we, it's like, read some books about it. Why, why, why does it make you, and especially in the spiritual community, we address the things that bother us, the things that trigger us. We address that on a daily basis. We should be addressing the racism in us too. Well, you it's funny you say, it, it's funny you say read the books about it, but, the books that are wrote about that stuff, they don't mention anything about racism or they suppress it. So all the stuff that you learn in, in, in school, all the stuff that I learned post high school with, you know, in college, taking African-American studies and all these other studies, yeah. as far as like heroes and inventors that are, you know, black or people of color, writers, these prominent figures, you don't learn that in school as a, as a normal, as a normal curriculum. So yeah. these people, you know, most people are like, oh, I didn't like, they don't know because they weren't taught that because they're not in the books because who makes the books? You know what I mean? So it goes, exactly. it's, it goes to a whole different, it, it, it's systematic. It really is. Cause like, he who can, like knowledge is, We've all knowledge been is power and, and those yeah. people higher up know that knowledge is power. They do. And that's the thing. And I think in the spiritual community or the wellness community, 
as white women, we have an opportunity to be an advocate for black voices. And in order to do that, we have to be uncomfortable. One of the things Dee and I were talking about earlier today that I've had some white women tell me that they've been disappointed in me or they, they're like, I don't know who you are anymore. And they're saying that because my role usually is I can make you feel comfortable as you navigate through your discomfort. Wow. A situation where I can't, I can't do that. I'm not here to make you comfortable. I'm here to hold space for you in your discomfort but it's not going to be pleasant. We're not going to be smiling. We're not going to be chanting kumbaya. This is where all that woo-woo stuff is not going to serve us, right? And, and, and it's very evident in this case. And it's very important that we start to unpack this because the Wellness community has not been safe for Black individuals for a very long time. It's, wow. And, and, you know, there are a lot of things that go down in the wellness community that are not safe for, one of the things I was saying recently was a lot of things in the wellness community are not safe for other white women. So if, if a white woman is not safe for another white woman, then it is dangerous and highly toxic for a black woman to be in that environment too. And so we have to unpack all of this, but it starts with the willingness to say, there's something misaligned here. It's awkward as fuck and it is uncomfortable and it makes me feel guilt and shame and all these things but i know at the end of the day if i allow myself the permission to really see this it will make me confident and it will make me a powerful white woman ally and that's what we need to get to that that space mm -hmm. important it's, it's, do you think it has a lot to do with like because you were saying a lot of people a lot of white women have said they're uncomfortable with, they don't know who you are anymore, right? So do you feel a lot of this has to do with people uh, not wanting to lose their uh, privilege per se or their their power, basically? Yeah, 100%. I mean, you know, no white woman wants to admit it or white person wants to admit it, but like there is a comfort in our privilege. There is an advantage and there's a sense of, oh, but, but I don't, I kind of liked... I don't want to say it and I didn't realize it, but I kind of like that I have this advantage or I have this power and now I have to give it up. But that's not what it's about. This isn't a competition. You're not giving up anything. If anything, you're actually allowing yourself to get further ahead. Right. Doing that, it, it gives us all the opportunity to show up in, in whatever fashion we want to. And I think that's the disconnect. I think people think that something is being taken away and, and yeah. maybe it is temporarily, but you'll go so much mm -hmm. further and everything mm -hmm. will be so much more um, just brighter and more fulfilling and deeper and real. I think that's, that's the thing. It's, I think we've been operating off of a lot of systems, systematic, as you mentioned, that haven't been real, that have been um, inauthentic, that have been off of a self-serving agenda. And I am all for putting yourself first, but if you're going to put yourself first, you're putting yourself first so that you have the energy and the maintenance to be able to navigate the uncomfortable stuff and the di difficult situations. But if you're putting yourself first just so you can feel better and so you can let yourself off the hook, like, no, those days are over. They really are. So let's kind of like bring it all together with like um, the universe and like uh, we talked a lot about like our cards and stuff like that. Um, what is this energy? Like, what is this? How does this turn? There you go. <laughs> what is that card? Judgment. Judgment. What is it? Oh, wow. Judgment. Oh, the judgment. Oh, okay. Tell us about the judgment card. <laughs> no, yeah. no, that's what I was going to say. Like, how do we fall <laughs> into, you know, astrology and, you know, the energy in the universe? Like, how does this all tie together? But you, you pulled the card. You pulled the, 
the judgment card, what does the judgment card mean? So, I mean, you know, you look at this photo, it's actually a really beautiful example. I mean, I know the lighting's not. Is that a mm -hmm. cross? Oh, is that bats? Yeah, oh, yeah, they could be bats. They are bats. The crows? Are bats. They bats? Yeah. bats, crows, and then you see the beautiful white bird with her. Right. Open. Oh, okay. right? And this is mm -hmm. kind of like Judgment Day. And that's kind of what 2020 has been in a way, if you think about it, right? Like, this has been a constant personal and collective Judgment Day where we are literally being put in situations where we have no choice but to not only face our shit and face what we have taken on as a, as a lineage, right? Like I look, I've been doing a lot of work around my lineage and my ancestors and the roles that they played in getting our society in the way that they are, but also kind of judgment day and facing like, what did I really come here to do? I came here to, and I, and I think, you know, Dee and I talk about this a lot, like we know that we came here to do more than just read cards for people and make people feel better. We, we came mm -hmm. here to be part of an awakening. And when we talk about awakening, it doesn't just mean like waking up to your spiritual privilege within yourself. It means waking up to the, the problems in our society and where we are not connected and where we are not looking out for each other and where we are, you know, continuing to operate off of capitalism and greed and pushing all of that to the side to say like, I'm going to be vulnerable. I'm going to put my own needs cast them to the side. I know that I will be taken care of if I fully allow myself to embrace the light and what I came here to do and rise above all of this destruction and dismantle what is no longer serving myself or any of us to get to the bigger picture. And I don't know if that's going to be actualized in this lifetime for us, to be completely honest with you. But I that's think, funny. you know, this is the 20 card, you know, it's the number 20 up here is representing this, this unfolding for us. I don't know if you yeah. want to and more. Yeah. I was going to say the, the judgment. Oh, sorry. I was going to say the judgment card is also about, um, you know, in the traditional uh, tarot, you it's depicted a whole bunch of people drop to their knees looking up. Mm. And we're at that point, like Lauren, you talked about your faith. We talked about that last time too. Okay. And that's, I would say personally that that's number one for mental health. Personally, that's how I feel. Like I I cannot heal without God. I yeah. cannot, I just can't. I cannot be myself fully without God. I can't work through anything really without God. And so, you know, the judgment card comes through when you have no, you've hit rock bottom and you have nothing left to do but drop to your knees and surrender and pray. So I've, heard this, I've heard this from the beginning of since Corona has started um, with my, uh, my spiritual leader, my pastor, um, and a lot of other pastors or sermons that I've listened to and since I've had a lot of times on my hand, but they've all kind of collectively said the same thing. Like um, God is making us because we weren't before, but he's making us listen now, right? Or listen, or we need him now or he or she, whatever, yeah. more than, more than, more than ever. It's all about repentance at this point. That's what this is. It's slowing us down. It's purposely making us sit down in a way like, you know, the world is kind of shutting down because we weren't listening before and now we need to listen. And yeah, when I think about that from my spiritual perspective, we always talk about judgment day, right? Yeah. In the Bible. And so mm -hmm. for a while it was feeling very eerie because if, excuse me, you go back and you read some stuff in Revelations and stuff before that, a lot of things that people will draw parallels to the same scriptures that 
we're reading some of the stuff that we're seeing now and it's like oh shoot like what's what, like what's happening here and it's like you know like my grandma would say you better start living right because you know like judgment day is coming judgment day is coming for you whatever that may look like for anyone right and yeah. so that's very it's crazy that you you've put the judgment card because in my mind i'm like wow was i always that far away from what i really needed to be on a spiritual level and did it really take this plague basically what it is it feels like for mm-hmm. me to kind of like stop and really focus on what's important mm-hmm. yeah yeah and and you know you pointed out a few things too is what if it's it, it, i mean it very well could be the literal judgment day like you if you take the bible literally right but what if it's an internal shift what it's a, what if it's you meeting yourself mm. what if it's you surrendering to who you really are, to the divinity within you, the God, Christ consciousness within you. And all of this, not things not working out, not being able to control things so much is causing you to meet yourself. And in the end, that's not really a bad thing, is it? That's actually the most beautiful thing I have experienced the most incredible grace in my life through the most tragedy and loss, right? And so there's always an opportunity for something beautiful. I also was going to say, me and Danielle were talking about how a lot of intuitives are not picking up anything right now. And um, in, in December of 2019, I did a 2020 reading and one thing, first of all, I predicted the coronavirus, which is crazy. If you want to go watch 2020, I mean, go watch my reading for 2020 on my channel. I predict the coronavirus and I say one thing that they, I kept getting, my guides kept saying to me, you are on a need to know basis and there's a lot of stuff you don't need to know. And it's just going to be like that. You just have That's to be okay. CIA? With it. Yeah, <laughs> basically. They were like, listen, we got this. There's going to be a lot of stuff going on, but you don't need to know. Was that a, was that a struggle for you? Because you're an Aries, correct? No, I'm a Gemini. You're a Gemini. I thought someone was an Aries. I'm an Aries. I thought it was someone that was an Aries. Oh, okay. Conversation. My, my baby daddy's an Aries. <laughs> uh, maybe that's what it was. <laughs> Probably what it was. Was that, was that a struggle for you to be on a need-to-know basis with that type of stuff? Or are you at and, a point where it's like, okay? At the time that I was channeling it, I, was, I, just, I enjoy channeling. I, it's, just, it's just natural to me. It's what I love to do. So at the time, it didn't really mean much. When coronavirus hit and somebody messaged me and said, hey, do you know that you predicted the coronavirus? And I went and back and watched my video and I was literally choking in the video going, okay, it's gonna be a respiratory thing. It's definitely gonna be respiratory and health's gonna be really bad this year. And I was like, I'm, I wish I had something better to say, but I don't. I was bawling my eyes out because, yeah, I've predicted things, but to predict something on a global level it both, it both reiterated to me that my intuition was correct, which was mm. a beautiful thing, but it also was like, okay, well, what was I supposed to do with that? Mm. How was I supposed to help? Like, yeah. what, I didn't help anybody by just knowing that, like, right. you know, so it was a little conflicting I don't know. I, for me. I would say, I think you did because awareness, awareness, even if there's no solution, I think is better than being completely 
just like in the dark or completely shocked or, you know, so I think anyone that was listening, maybe they felt comforted and like, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm always empowered by awareness, even if yeah. I don't have the answer. And it just gives me that permission, that strength to keep going and, and yeah. move through it. So, yeah. But to answer your question, Lauren, for the most part, I do trust. I do trust. Yeah. And I've been trusting more and more during these times. Um, I've been trusting God more and more during these times, little by little, because I don't think we have any other choice. <laughs> no, I'm not worried, which is crazy because, yeah. you know, there's a lot of reasons to be worried, but yeah. down, I just keep hearing like, you have nothing to worry about. And, and, and not just, and when I say that, not just Danielle, you know, we're, we're all of us, right? Okay. Yeah. We're going to well, be okay. That's good to hear we're going to be okay. Um, yeah. Uh, there's so much uncertainty at sure. this point, especially since like we're trying, we're, we're seeing a spike in Corona, but we're still getting back into regular life. Like you're talking about the kids going back to school and people transitioning, maybe going back into the office. Mm-hmm. Sports I, may be coming back. Uh, I, I miss sports. I don't know about anybody else, but I actually, I miss sports. Of course. Um, so, you know, to hear, you know, we're going to be okay. And I think that's a lot of what a lot of people are not saying, because I also believe in, um, come on, Jay, help me. When you say what you, we were talking about cold play. Manifestation. Manifestation. Yes. I lost the word. I believe in like that. Law of attraction. I do. Right. I, Speaking yeah. into existence. And Speaking then, into you know. existence. Um, and mm-hmm. I think a lot of it is because we're all so fearful right now that we aren't even saying to ourselves, we can get through this. And that's not just COVID. That's the, um, you know, social justice issues, the racism issues. And the election. We, oh, right. God, please oh. talk about that. Woo! Yes. Can everybody make sure that they are registered <laughs> to vote? Right. Make sure that you are prepared for zo- voter suppression that could possibly happen. Have Plan B, C, D, E, F, C. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So we have a shift astrologically that'll happen in the fall. Okay. So, uh, speaking of Aries, it's interesting you brought up Aries. So Mars is our planet of action, um, how we move things forward, uh, drive, ambition, and in at the end of June it moved into Aries. Now Mars and Aries are best friends. They love each other. Um, and in September, from September 9th until November 12th, Mars will be going in retrograde. The last time Mars went retrograde in Aries was 1988, uh, when Bush won the election. And so it's interesting because I see Mars and Aries retrograding as a reversal of power and a rising Phoenix energy. Now, mm-hmm. that being said, it may not be literal. It, it could, here's the thing with astrology right now, it's really like, yeah, let's, here goes. are the facts. Let's see how they unfold. But it's a reversal of power. It's a rising Phoenix energy. There's also going to be a Mercury retrograde until November 2nd. Um, mm. So that also can... That could it, mess up voting too. Mess up voting. So yeah. there's going to be some wonkiness. There's going to be some shifts. There's going to be some different power plays that are happening. And the energy trails off um, right before Inauguration Day. So there's, there's some kind of shift in power, but I don't know if it's going to be as literal as, okay, 
Trump's voted out of office. I think there's going to be a plot twist. I don't know what that is, but it, it I just, it doesn't feel like it's just going to be this seamless. Uh, don't tell me it's going to be Kanye though. I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Come on now. No, no, I don't think that's what it is. <laughs> plot twist. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. That's our first lady, everybody. <laughs> no, that's funny. Uh, no, but I mean, who knows? It could be, we still don't know Biden's running mate, right? Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. that it could be that. He's old. Who knows? He could get voted in and, and die. And then this <laughs> the rising president. I'm sorry. I don't know. <laughs> she, yes. You never know. At this point, at this point, anything can happen. There's some, there's some interesting plot twists that are going to unfold for the election. I'll leave it at that. I can't, you know, clearly we can't predict exactly what's going to happen, but there is, um, there is some interesting topics. So, what about, oh, go ahead, Jay, you go. And then no, I'll, I'll just, I'll just kind of, cause you know, you see, you'll see memes or people talking about Mercury and retrograde, but don't really know what that is or even know what they're talking about. Can you just kind of briefly explain what all of that means? Yeah, so basically like with astrology, all of the planets have a role that they play that help our solar system or the plants in our solar system have a role that help us out on earth and we want to imagine that the astrological wheel that zodiac wheel it starts with aries moves into taurus gemini goes all the way to pisces we want to pretend it's a game board and every day the sun and the moon and the planets move around the zodiac wheel like a game board and so right now mercury is actually in retrograde and what happens is, is Mercury, when it's in retrograde, it's not able to move around the game board. It's going in a retrograde, a reverse motion. So okay. many qualities of Mercury are in reverse. Mercury is our planet of technology, communication, our mind. So all of that is, is going in a different motion. So really what happens during a Mercury retrograde, people get so mad at their technology, but really it's saying, maybe you're on your phone too much. Right take a little bit of a, a, a social media detox. Maybe you need to have better boundaries around your email, not checking it while you're driving in the car, right? It's like um, asking us to look at the ways we view technology and the ways we communicate. Miscommunication can often happen, but there's a lot of good opportunities that can come from a Mercury retrograde because it happens three times a year for 21 days. And it's an opportunity for us to look at things differently, to again, create you know different habits, uh, to look mm -hmm. at the way We've been communicating with each other, our relationships. So we're currently, I don't know when this when this is going to air, but we're in a Mercury retrograde until July 12th. And then the next one's going to kick off in October and we have right. until November 2nd. So this past weekend was supposed to July weekend and it wasn't, was there not an eclipse, eclipse and like a big ass moon and it was red? It was amazing. Yeah, it was amazing. So a, Can you explain what that was? Yeah, so we had a full moon lunar eclipse in Capricorn. It was also called a buck moon, um, which gives it that hue. And um, that was major for us. Um, not only was it major because it was the, you know, it was the 4th of July. Uh, okay, you want to hear another creepy astrology fact? Always. Yeah. <laughs> the last time we had a uh, 4th of July lunar eclipse in Capricorn was 2001. And then. Oh, wow. Yeah. September 11th. Oh. Yeah. 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 So that's fun fact for us all. Um, so much fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, there was another thing that happened then too. Now I don't remember. Uh, but well, anyway. you were talking, I remember during our 
last interview, you were talking about, no, you were talking about the recession. What, whatever was going on this year was similar to what was going on during the recession. And now look at us. We're yeah, a damn near. Talk about money. <laughs> yeah. We're damn near in a recession now. Um, the Capricorn energy of this year is similar to the Capricorn energy of 2008. 2008, so yeah. That's what's going on there. But this week, let's go back <clears throat> to this weekend in particular, or this past weekend, 4th of July, having a lunar eclipse in Capricorn um, on America's birthday. Uh, it's really symbolic in looking at the roots of our country. Um, and, and also, it's kind of a sign of rebirth and an opportunity to almost but in order for there to be a rebirth the energy was like we have to destroy and that's kind of been the energy leading up to it destroy 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 so that we can rebuild and we're not we're not in the clear yet but we're getting clearer and this weekend actually ended a two-year cycle of eclipses in this way so it's actually really good to look at the last two years especially um July and January of, of 2019 and 2018 and look at where you were in your life in those months in those years and and notice if anything significant happened that all came to a close and I really think what we're feeling more than ever and especially because time feels different now right um, mm -hmm. everything we do feels different and it really does feel like what's in the past now can really just stay in the past and we can be present still continue to, to shed and release within our own self with what we need to do in our collective, continue to learn, but operate from a new way going forward. And I think that's really the energy um, mm. that this full moon had for us. It was and so the, last, the last eclipse two weeks prior was my birthday, June 20th, which Juneteenth was the day before that. So mm -hmm. that's, we had a full moon eclipse or new moon eclipse, excuse me. So we talked about career finances the last time and so how do we, I mean, this is different for all of us. You know, I, I have to say I've been truly blessed to be able to keep my job through all of this. And I know a lot of other people who have done like unemployment has been a nightmare and all this other stuff like that. Um, do we come out of this? Can, I know this has been a big time for people starting businesses and, they say, no, there's no time like the better to start a business and get yourself out there. And also, uh, is there a shift in this? Do we start to, uh, you know, be able to pay our bills again? <laughs> um, well, you, I, do you want to, okay. I was going to say you, uh, Lauren, just because you mentioned the law of attraction and I am a teacher of the law of attraction. So I think that rather than giving predictions I think it would be much more empowered, which we can still kind of, we can read as much of the energy as we can right now, but I think it would be much more empowering to teach people how to navigate through this, regardless of what's going on. Um, yeah. You know, it, yeah. yeah. So, so what I would say, and you know, you talked about the, the social injustices, the, the racism that needs to be healed. We need to heal that on a, an internal level, right. And, and, and a systemic level, you know, and we're navigating through, you know, each of us are different already. We're different since March. We're all different, right? How to navigate that personally, um, how to navigate money and where is that going to come from and how, what are things going to look like? The best thing that we can do when we're manifesting is, is be unconditional in our manifesting. 
So the first thing that I would give anybody advice to is, um, especially let's, let's talk about uh, the racial injustices. What do you want the world to look like? So MLK had a dream and he made things happen because he focused on that dream, right? Okay. And he, and he seemed to be very, um, he, was very he was all about nonviolence. He was all about a lot of things. And he focused mostly on the love aspect of it, right? Mm. Hate begets hate. He talks about love. We have to focus on love. So that doesn't mean don't express your anger. That's not what that means. That doesn't mean, you know what I'm saying? But if we can all on an individual level focus on what the world would look like that we want, what do we want the world to look like? Do we want, you know, what does it look like to have, um, black people in places of power where they have a seat at the table, right? And, and uh, in all facets, in all corporations, or what does it feel like to have these beautiful healing conversations that we all need to have? What does the result feel like? So if we can focus on continually every day and add to it a little bit, what does the world we want to see feel like? Not necessarily what do we need it to look like, but what do we want it to feel like? And when we focus on that feeling, what I do during a Mercury, because you brought up Mercury retrograde, anytime a Mercury retrograde happens, I'm a Gemini, I'm ruled by Mercury. So things always happen for me. That's the point where I go, okay, whatever. I don't know what's going on with the universe, but I'm going to let you get it together and catch up with my desire. And I just look at it as, all right, the world's just, flipping things upside down to try to work it in my benefit. And I stay focused on what I desire. Mm -hmm. So we still have to honor ourselves and our feelings and what we're dealing with right now. But if we can spend even once a week sitting in maybe a visualization or journaling about strictly about the world we wish to see and for ourselves on a personal level and out there in the world, then we, and we feel good about it. It's important that we feel good about it when we do it. Then we will start to manifest that world, both on an individual level and a collective level. And we also can't be afraid to be ahead of the rest on an individual level. Like there has to be pioneers. There has to be pioneers mm -hmm. in creating the new world. Now, George Floyd has become an angel for us because he's disrupted the pattern in a big way. And it was painful. It's painful. I'm sure it's more painful than I can describe because I'm sure that the people in the black community have experienced that pain far greater than I ever will, but it disrupted something. And now it's time for us to look at that and say, okay, what does the new world that we have to work towards look like and not always fighting against the old world. Do you know what I'm so saying? With that yeah, so with that being said, when you have so many people with different ideologies and different ways of how they see it, how do you combat that? Like, because you could have a group of people that see the world in a different, in a way where they want to see change and things like that, but then you also have that other group or those other groups that don't, and that's how they see the world. Yeah. So how, like, how do you continue to go on or how do you combat that? Like, yeah, where, where's, I mean, the, where's the the friction, you know? Yeah, that's definitely something new that we're navigating because when it comes to learning about the law of attraction, I've been studying law of attraction for almost two decades now. 
I know how to manifest for myself. I know how to make a beautiful world for myself. I could, I create diversity all around me. I create beautiful healing conversations all around me. And the best that I can do is just share that with people. I can envision the ignorance, bigoted people in my family and life bringing down their guard and, and opening up and seeing things. I can envision that. What would it feel like if I, you know, I have a lot, there's a lot of racist people in my family and I've confronted them and not really are speaking to them right now, but I can send them love. I can pray for them and say, I pray to heal their minds about this. And at the end of the day, I can't control other people, but I can, we, we have so much more power than we think we do though. Like we don't mm. have power to control conditions, but we do have the power to envision the world we wish to see and begin to see that world. Did you ever think that the changes that have been occurring right now would ever have been made? I mean, just from since George Floyd's death, even though we're not nearly as far as we should have been, we mm -hmm. all, I think we all sort of just accepted these racial injustices as not necessarily accepted, but yeah, as the norm. We kind of were like, well, this another, is the way it is. Another hashtag. I say that all the time. Like, yeah, oh, it's another, it's another hashtag. And then, and it just goes over our heads. We still never really received justice for Trayvon Martin or Mike Brown or, yeah. you know, it's a lot of names that we've never seen justice for. And that's why I'm like, here we go with another hashtag. Are we going to forget about George Floyd? Like, you know, how do we keep it? So we yeah, don't I don't fresh. think we will. I don't think we will. And, you know, and, and it's, it sucks that this is the way it is, but it's because white people are seeing it now. And we weren't seeing it before. And it sucks that it was like that. Not that we weren't seeing it, but it was just another hashtag. Another and hashtag. now it, it, it just, it disrupted the energy. It disrupted the pattern in a way that it hadn't before. And it's of course normal for, for anyone to feel discouraged and be like, yeah, we've been here a million times. Like I've been hearing that from so many people, but it feels different this time. Yeah. And I think that it's different enough where we can start to, we can look at all of the, you know, people who've been getting fired for the racist things they're saying. And so many of those things are happening. Big name people, people are stepping down as CEOs because of the, you know, some racist thing they say or something racially insensitive. And we can, if we continue to look to that, look to the positive things that are occurring, this is how you manifest anything. You look to the positive things that are already existing in your life the evidence that shows you that there is change happening and you focus on the dream mm. and you also, you know, surround any negative emotions with love and you honor yourself and let, let yourself release those and go through those. Right. And still feel them as you do. And I, I, I do think something is clicking and shifting and people are more aware than they've ever been. I remember when I started waking up to my privilege a few years ago, and no one really wanted to pay attention. Like I would bring it up in conversation. And I mean, not everyone, like my close friends, like, you know, we've talked about it, but in a broader audience, it just, it wasn't sexy. It wasn't cool. It wasn't fun. Whereas now it feels on a wider span, people are willing to talk about it. They're willing to bypass the sexy, cool, you know, material aspects of spirituality and actually realize what it really means to be spiritual. And 
people aren't going to get away with it as much anymore to your point. And again, at the end of the day, I think it really comes down to what are your intentions? What do you wish to see actualized? And if you can see it, like what Dee was saying in the beginning, sit down and write in your journal and look at the ways that we are all rebuilding this new earth, how we're piecing things together. If you can see it, then there is truth to it. We wouldn't yeah. have the idea of what a new earth would even look like. We wouldn't even have the concept. It wouldn't even occur to us to start to visualize the things that we're visualizing if there wasn't some thread or taste or, or belief that this is actually possible. And so we have to cling to that and really hold on to it. I also just remembered the, so I told you July 5th, 2001 was the lunar eclipse Capricorn. The last time that that happened before 2001 was 1963. And a month later, MLK gave the, I have a dream speech. Wow. Yeah. There you go. So the wow. energy we had this past weekend was the same as July, 1963, which led to August, 1963. Whoa, that's crazy. Mm. I can do this all night with you guys. This is so, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we always end with the fun stuff. So the big L word, love, right? We know Jay's not getting married. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to pull some cards? Why I, not? I For the hell of it. Let's just do it. Why Let's just me though? Like you just you you I mean do I do I Who am I pulling for situation? right now? No, 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 no. So I can you know how I am. I talk about me all the time. So sure. the last time you we got together, you said April springtime, I would meet someone new. Yeah, you. Did you? So here's Did the you? thing. Here's the thing. I don't know if this means anything, but it always uh, means something. At the time that you said that, I was just really kind of introduced to the person that I'm that I, I I'm seeing. Um, but I don't know if to me this is. <laughs> so annoying. We need like a sitcom, <laughs> like. <laughs> this, is what mean, this is what it means to me um he's not the same person that i met when we first met um he went through some things in his life when we first met and up until around february and march and then april in the springtime it was almost like a light switch some things happened in his life and he ended up kind of changing I saw the change in the person that he be, that he became. And I, I had to be honest, when you said that, I was like, oh, I kind of like this guy, but she said, I'm going to meet somebody new. And so, all right. That's right. That's whatever. right. That's you right. You did. You, you, did. Yeah, Danielle, you said it. Yeah. And I was just like, okay, well, I'm kind of rocking with Danielle right now. So <laughs> let's just see what, what happens. Right. But I do see the transformation in the, the man that he is becoming. I don't know if that means anything. So he is someone new. Um, he is, to me, he's someone new, right? Mm -hmm. What does that mean? <laughs> this is what I called Ace of Cups. Is that the Ace of Cups? Oh. What does that mean? But I want, I want. Okay, so yeah, so full transparency, like, you know, um, it was for when, when we met, I was like, ready, set, go. I was like, what's up? Do you want to be married? Do you want to be have kids? Do you want another thing? And he's just like, whoa 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 kind of thing and he was very transparent with i'm not ready for that i i do want to date you and get to know you and stuff like that but he wanted things to naturally progress and i kind of was like i'm not trying to hear that so for me it was going to be fun it was going to be fun right like i was going to date you and stuff like that. <laughs> shut up jay 
<laughs> no, you're, you're like, fuck all that shit. <laughs> I manifested I was going to be married. <laughs> oh, my, my back, you're going, you're going. And then it kind of took a, a shift. Like, I was just patient person because I was like, okay, let's see how this plays out. You know what? You know what? To, to your defense, I would, you know, I, I joke around with Lauren about it, but she, she's been like, nah, we're cool. You know, we, we see each other once a week and da, 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 da. like, it's not nothing. I was like, good. <laughs> good. It was our, it was actually around my birthday when it was like a totally different person. Like he took this mm. completely shift and turn and he was more transparent with me. He was more open and present with me. Um, you know, we started spending a lot more time together. We don't like live with each other or anything like that, but he was more inviting to the fact that this was going to actually become something more than just what we thought in the beginning, what it was going to be. But I had mm -hmm. to kind of sort of step out and kind of let it play. So I was just like, damn, I didn't, cause I didn't meet anybody new. I was like, where is this, where is this other guy at? <laughs> um, so, but you, if you think about it though, if you think about it, like since March, we haven't been able to go anywhere. No, we haven't. Yeah. So, so um, yeah, so that was that, but you pulled the card. So the Ace of Cups. Ace of Cups. Come yeah. on, give it to me. Yeah. I, 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 you know, Ace of Cups is, you know, the symbol, you know, cups have to deal with typically, especially in your space relationships, like something new, something is brewing, you know, the cup isn't filled yet, but there's potential and there's something there. And it feels like um, you're embracing a new chapter, which is what you were describing with yeah. him. And That's awesome. I feel like, I feel like I initiated the relationship and told you it was going to happen and <laughs> Ace of Cups, but you take it from here. Mm. Okay, I'm pulling cards too. So I just pulled the strength card. This is a really pretty deck. I don't know if you could see it. It is pretty <clears throat> So I pulled the strength card. And the first thing that that says to me is like, when you were saying, oh, no, I manifested being married. So like, you know, this, what, what first was coming to me was, yeah, but what, but it's not about the ring and the status. What does it really take to have a marriage? It takes a strong connection. It takes getting to know each other. Like mm. that's really what you want, right? Like you really want a strong relationship. And yeah, when you're manifesting marriage, like it's going to take some time. So I see this as like, you guys are going to be developing a strong connection. Strength is also sometimes when, you know, uh, when a relationship, I don't want to say the relationship's being tested, but maybe like he could go through some stuff, you could go through some stuff and that brings you guys together stronger, you know? Yeah. And but I, after that, sorry, go ahead. go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was going to say, I also pulled the next card is the 10 of pentacles, which is right. <laughs> is the family card. That is Aww. solid. That is a solid family. Aww. That is all 10. That's completion. That's a good sign. Now, that doesn't, I mean, I, that doesn't necessarily mean marriage, but it does mean that real strong foundation is mm. what that is, which is beautiful. I mean, that's the kind of, you're at least on the right track right now yeah. with that relationship for sure. Because um, I don't remember which one of you said it, but you were talking about how, I need to be able to have someone who can care for me and take care for me and I can be able to take a step back and be, um, that person can be kind of not necessarily to, yeah, they can lead me mm -hmm. and they can uh, take care of me in another way. And that's what I've had to do this whole time is actually sit back 
I've had yeah. to sit back and kind of be, and he was very true about that. He was like, hey, if you are not willing to be able to be led in a sense of let me kind of like do my thing and kind of be a man kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know, like, this, this is not going to work. And it was, I remember that. And this was enough for me to be like, all right, let me see. We, I, I was like, I'm gonna give you a chance. Let's see what you can do, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And if you, as long as you're not, you know, leading me into a car accident, yeah, we're cool. So I've actually been able. <laughs> no, I said that I said in the last conversation that I was always the doer, the giver. Um, and yeah, you, yep, yep, you did say that. That came through. Don't be the mother with this relationship. Yes. Okay. I remember that last time too. I remember saying that you were so sh- that you were strong and you just were independent and you did have to kind of let the man be the man like if that's really what you want you gotta kind of so the last card that I pulled is the uh ace of swords which again the aces are beautiful so she pulled the ace of cups which is emotional fulfillment the ace of swords is more it's more mental fulfillment but it's what I was here what I was hearing is you're gonna have to think a little bit differently with this one. Like it's, if you want this 10 of cups, family dynamic, strong relationship, you're going to have to think a little differently here. Like maybe if you were thinking, Oh, this is how my relationship's going to be just like he was saying, okay, you need me to, you need to like step aside a little bit and let me kind of show you what I can do for you. You are going to have to make a, a few mental shifts. Now they're divinely guided. Like you could pray on this and you can ask God, show me how to think show me how to feel, guide me, um, because God knows what you really want. God knows what would fulfill you most, right? Yeah, he knows what I need. Not exactly. What I, what I need. Exactly. So yeah. there are some mental shifts here that are going to benefit this relationship if you just allow them. Yeah, that is the That's soul. awesome. You said the mother thing, and he says to me all the time, when I start to get into Lauren mode, is that Lauren, I don't need my, I don't need another mother. I have a mother. Mm. I have a mom. And I always like, that's a good man right there that can say that to you. Cause, Dang. cause men who are men who not, not to bash men, but men, <laughs> men on behalf of are, all men, we're good. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, but a lot of men would just sit back and let you mother them. Like a they, lot of men will do that, especially all, with strong they all women. have. They all have. They're all like, oh, she's a doer. She's a coddler. She's this. She's care of it. Exactly. No problem. And mm-hmm. as soon as I start going into that mode, he'll be like, I got it. Just step back for a second. Like, can I, I, can I ask you too? I'm sorry to cut you off, but do you want children? <laughs> yes, I do. Because the bottom of the card is the sun card, which is the children. but listen you gotta let your thoughts be guided by god so funny (laughs) because don't get in the way (laughs) i can't right now so yes i do i've always wanted children um and we collectively both said that we both want children when it's right of course yeah um and it's funny because my fa- my, my family is on it like you don't understand like i'm a, jay will tell you i have a very <laughs> close-knit family right and, and um they've liked no one okay <laughs> and, 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 was, and, and was up front about it it was like he was still in the room yeah <laughs> he's like this ain't for you and he's like I'm i don't like right him mm. it'll be a chapter it'll be a chapter in my book that I brought this one guy home and I was like, this is it. I'm marrying this guy. 
And my sister, um, she doesn't reside in, in Philadelphia. She's always moved around and she was home visiting. And I was like, this is perfect. My sister gets to meet him the same time like the rest of the family gets to meet him. And I lied to you not. My sister, he came in and met my sister. They literally talked for like two minutes. And she looked at me and she was like, this nope. was cute, but this ain't it. <laughs> That's and a good sister. In front of him, in front of him. And then my dad, my dad didn't even hear this conversation. My dad came up the steps, met him and said, oh, you can leave now because you're not the man for my daughter. <laughs> No lie to you. I promise. It was like a show. Like it was like a wow. show. But in this situation, it's been really weird because my sister just maybe met him like a month ago. Mm -hmm. And literally she got up and she embraced him. Like she gave him a hug and wow. was like, so nice to meet you. Good. I've heard so many good things about you and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think maybe that quarantine did you good, Lauren. <laughs> I was like, I, no, I, I literally, I was like, what is happening? And he was like, what's wrong with you? And I was like, that's not my- This I'm doesn't like, happen. Like, Where is my sister? But no, that was a that was a, a good feel in a moment for me. And my family is like on it. They're like, so my mom was like, let's go walking. Cause you won't have to fit into that dress, girl. You won't have to fit into that dress. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he feels he feels like he's got a real good aura about him. Like he like that strength card feels like him. Yeah, that, feels like he is the he is the strength. Foundation. He is the foundation. Um, mm -hmm. But I, the family piece of it is just funny because we're both very family orientated. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. You know, he has a mm -hmm. big family. I have a big family. So family means a lot to both of us. Um, I'm just a little bit more fam Our, my family's weird. Like we just do everything together. We're just like very close. So weird. <laughs> I don't know, right? Who but, does that? Um, but yes, the family thing is funny. The children thing is funny because we do, we have had discussion about children, how we would parent and what that would look like, but we just want it to be right. Of course. Yeah. So, yeah, so I think the, o the only thing that the only advice that I'm picking up from here that I would give you is, is not just letting him lead, but letting God lead in this. Okay. Because I don't, I do think there's like, it's from what you're saying with your family too, there's this, okay, we got to get married. We got to get married. We got to get this going. But it's like, it doesn't sound to me or feel in these cards, like there's a necessity to rush like, what if you just sat back and you really enjoyed it and let yourself be led? Because what you really want is not the ring and the status. What you want is the family. You want that strong bond. You want that partnership. You do. You want the family, the children. Like, that's what you really want. That's what matters to you. And it takes time to build that. Yeah. Right? And, that, and it's so funny because I was always a girl that was like, I want the ring. I want the family. Yeah. I want the kids right away. I want the, the big hoorah. And I want the- Yeah, you're not checking boxes this yeah. time. Right. Wow. But it's funny though, because- We talk about checking boxes all the time. But the- mm, You ain't the, checking the, boxes this time. The perception, wow. Lauren, in front of the family is, mm. all right, let's get the let's get the let's get this on. But when I'm alone and, and behind closed doors with him, it's no stress. Like, yeah. I actually said to one of my best friends, like, yeah, we could get married, but we're good right now, and it yeah. feels good, and it's whatever. But when I'm around my mother, of course, 
who wants yeah. me to, you know, solidify things by the marriage piece is like, I almost have to kind of sort of put on a front and show yeah. watch this, but I'm not, yeah. I'm, <laughs> but to be honest with you, I'm not stressing about it. Like, yeah. I think this time we are kind of playing on our own rules and not what society okay. tells us what we have mm-hmm. to kind of do. Yeah. Congrats so, for that. Yeah. I know, but that's funny. Cause that was my weekly, I did a weekly reading and that's exactly what I talked about on Facebook just yeah. on Tuesday. We totally had that conversation about just like, let's just, let's be committed to each other, of course, but all the other extra stuff that comes along with it, let's mm-hmm. see how it like comes. And if we're yeah. supposed to get married, we'll get married. If it's supposed to be big yeah. or we can go down to city hall and get married and it, it'll yeah. just be whatever. And, mm-hmm. you know, people like my, my sister the other day was like, don't have no kids without being married. And I'm like, but if it happens, it, it happens. Like, I don't yeah. know. I was like, you're going to love my kid either way, right? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, yeah. all right. Nah, That's part yeah. of what, if you, what if you responded to, sorry, Danielle, I just want to say this one last thing. What if you responded to your mother or family? I don't know if they would take it this way, but what if you said, you know what? We're building a really beautiful foundation right now. And, I, and we're, like, we're making sure that we're doing it right. We're preparing for that life. So my anxiety is telling my anxiety wants me to be able to say that to them without yeah. being scared of what their response is because we are so close as a family. Yeah. Um, but that's what inside is screaming to me to be able to be real and say like, yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to go by what we're supposed to do in the eyes of what the family is meant for us to do. I just kind of want to do what feels good in our heart, you know, and what we, what we're doing right now feels good in our heart. Mm-hmm. So I don't want, and, and that's where, that's the mental shift. I think maybe. Yeah. That's what I was just going to say. That's that card. That you're scared. You can say, you know, I'm, I'm a little nervous and a little like scared to even say this to you, but this is what's on my heart. Yeah. That's definitely what it is. It's a fear that they're going to kind of sort of, you know, families can be judgy, you know, and there's mm-hmm. a fear of, because we're both at that age, like, you know, I'm 36, he's 39. So everyone's like, all right, what you kind of going to do thing? Kind of yeah. almost like we're, for some reason, like we're in rocking chairs. Or, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, are your parents married? Like, oh, here is the crazy thing about this, right? Um, my, my, when I speak of my father, I speak of my stepfather because mm-hmm. he pretty much raised me. But legally, they've never been married before. They're kind of, they've just been together since I was 10 years old. So, so, so is this just a thought that you have, that you adopted more so than what they are pushing on you? Yes and no, because I think a part of it is that my mom wants something from me, maybe that she's that always she wanted, had. that she didn't. Yeah. And uh, yeah. both my older brother and sister are married but neither of them had a traditional wedding. Uh, my brother got married at a courthouse. Him and his wife just decided to go get married. And my sister and my brother-in-law, they told us they were getting married, but they wanted it to do it just the two of them. So we had like a party afterwards, but they went away and got married. So my mom never got to experience mm. a wedding, children having a wedding or giving her mm. daughter away or any of that. So I almost mm. feel obligated to give my family to give my family that moment. Yeah. And um, it is a little bit of a fear that they may not get it. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just, I think it's like just you, sh- I think it's gonna take you shifting 
what marriage really means to you and it's not about checking boxes. Now you have the opportunity to check those boxes. You got to really think, okay, it's not a box. It's not just a box. It's actually a real relationship with a real human being that I'm going to spend my real life with. So that's, you know what I mean? Like that's something that needs to, you really need to think long and hard about. And I think when you're, anytime any of us become really certain about something in our own lives, the people around us kind of jump on board with us. Yeah. You know, like I think it's when you get sure about it, you won't have to be nervous. It'll kind of be like, it'll be nonchalant to talk to your mom about that. You know what? It'll be wonderful the day that I get to do that. But right now we're building our relationship. And it'll be so much more worth it when the wedding does ha happen because it won't just be a box. It'll be a whole new family member, two new families coming together. It'll mean so much more. Yeah. And you can actually give her more than just helping her daughter pick out a dress and plan a wedding, you know? And I'm going to be honest, life. I'm about the bag these days. I'm not really trying to spend ten, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 on a wedding. I kind of... Oh, I'm <laughs> right with you. I'm a long line <laughs> I, I know. Bigger, I want a bigger house and all this other right? things like that. And if I'm if I do have children, there's somewhere they can have a yard to play in and stuff. And that well, that then maybe you need to pressure your mom to get married. <laughs> it could be her wedding, right? Exactly. It could be, but yes, that's what has been kind of going on with me with that. So all of your cards are like scary as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, getting real. But yeah. You just say what the card with, with the kid thing was again? Oh, oh, I just shuffled them. So that was the sun card. The sun card. And the sun card in the traditional deck has a child, a baby, riding on a horse with the sun. And it's about joy. It's like little bundles of joy. Um, and wow. when you're, anytime you're in a love reading, usually the sun is children. Got it. Yeah. Do you ever watch Teletubbies? That yeah. Sun? Oh yes. Like that. Wow. As long a little baby is it a little baby head? Is that what it is? Yeah. <laughs> this it would just laugh. I'm thinking this reproductive system can only do about two. So <laughs> you know what? Oh, two babies? Yeah. That's it. <laughs> That's it. If any I'm dropping one of them off to somebody in the Zoom call if there's any more than two. <laughs> I think that's a that's reading fun. for another day. We'll, once, you, once you do the first one, then we'll then we'll do all another right. reading. That's cool. That's cool. That's cool. All right, I'm Jay. I feel like I took up all of your time. I'm sorry. Well, you look at the time. <laughs> all right, do something quick for Jay. Do something quick for Jay. Okay. <clears throat> what do you want to know? Anything in particular? Uh, career. I knew you were going to say that. Why? I mean, we may have to cut some of this out, but um, <laughs> no, seriously, honestly, I, I, for what I feel for Jay, because we worked so closely together for so long, um, my feeling for Jay is that he is transitioning into something different, and it may be without me, it may be without water ice, but, you know, I want whatever is best for him as far as that is concerned, right? And, um, but I do feel a shift in a transition for him when it comes to his career, right now. I felt like this quarantine piece, um, even though it has, you know, put him in a position of not really working right now, but I think it's going to open up so many other doors. That's how I feel. Yeah. Mm. You go first. Cool. Okay. <clears throat> so I just pulled the six of pentacles. Okay. And again, I pulled the ace of swords, which is, I pulled that for Lauren too. 
So the Six of Pentacles, right. <clears throat> well, first I just want to show you in this particular deck, there's literally money like coming out of a waterfall. So whatever you do, yeah. So the Six <laughs> of Pentacles is about, imagine somebody who, uh, we'll talk very literally, maybe comes into wealth and they're so abundant that now they want to start giving it out and, sh and helping people. So that wealth could be knowledge. It could be, you know, it doesn't have to necessarily be money, but it's you putting, whatever you do in your career, it is going to be to help others. It's probably going to be something a little bit more meaningful where you are sort of giving of yourself, of your skills, of something, something like that. Because you got with the um, Ace of Swords, that is more inspirational. Something that feels a little bit more inspired for you. It feels like you are thinking of a different path that it's just, it's just divinely guided for you. And it is something where it's going to be more of more fulfilling, like abundant for you, where you're kind of giving that you're giving of that. Does that make sense? It does. Okay. I hope <laughs> it does. I hope. Do you I mean, know I what just, direction you're going in right now? I don't. That's why, okay. that's why I kind of asked. And I feel like my career is, I, it's a, it's really up there as far as like my priorities only because I just feel like I know there's something I should be doing and I just don't know what exactly it is. Yeah. Six of Pentacles is definitely much more purposeful work. Mm -hmm. Right. So like, I believe what I do is very Six of Pentacles energy where I'm just I'm living in service of people. Mm -hmm. So that's very Six of Pentacles vibe for me. It is more along the lines of your purpose, which will be lucrative for you as well because you know, anytime you're doing your purpose and you're fulfilled, you just become more of a channel for wealth of all kinds. Sure. So, but it, but the Ace of Swords is inspiration. So you will get ideas and follow those. That That's one thing I, like, I don't have any, any tangible skills, but one thing I do have, I could come up with some ideas. I, I get that. Yeah. So that's, that's yeah. very interesting. Well, that, that's, people pay for ideas. So don't, don't for say sure. that that's not a valuable thing. I mean, people no, I'm, pay I mean, like, for like, ideas. Like, I, I can't. I'm not into carpentry or welding, you know what I mean? Yeah. But like for me, it's but more you're, of like- you're really good at consulting people on what they right. should do in their business. Okay. Yeah. There you go. That would be that energy. Right. Helping and, others. Yeah. Yeah. Helping others with like the back end of kind of moving things forward. Because I think for you, sometimes what comes really easy, you just assume it comes easy for other people and they don't need help in it too. Um, mm. Some of the things that, you're a natural that you enjoy doing one thing I want to, and I'll, I'll show your cards. One thing I want to make sure that you don't box yourself in to do something just because you can do it. Doesn't mean you have to do it. And I think that's kind of the war you've been at right now. The quarantine has presented that. What have I been doing that I've been doing kind of just going through the motions because I can, and it's fulfilling and people ask and I say yes, and I do it and it's fine. And then I do the next thing. And, but I think you've been constantly questioning even before this year, where is this going? Where is this leading me? Because it feels like I'm just kind of, again, going through the motions, even though I enjoy it and it's fulfilling. And if you were to ask me, is there something else you'd want to do? I would say no to your face. Deep down, there's a part of me that's wondering, when is this going to pivot? What is this leading into? What is the big picture? And how is that going to be actualized? Mm -hmm. and I, I pulled two pentacle cards too. So I'm, I'm doing a different deck than Dia's, but uh, son of pentacles. And then, so you see this like little deer here. Yeah. The pentacle and the moon. This is showcasing so that I look at the son of pentacles as someone that's very loyal. 
someone that has a lot of very committed to, to something when you set out to do something um when you sign on to a team just like lauren was saying you're committed you're all in and you have great loyalty which is beautiful and wonderful when you're in the moment and you're collaborating but when you feel the call to shift and i feel this as well as a leo you know kind of connecting to our, our leo hearts it's hard to walk away it's hard to say mm -hmm. goodbye especially if there's no real tangible reason right but but that doesn't mean the tangible reason is you feel t like that it's time to shift. You're ready to sure, move. sure. And what you're moving into is still not certain. So I pulled the three of pentacles. Um, so I think mm. you know you see here these three coins kind of leading up to the mountain, and so you know that there's like a new height, a new peak, a new venture that you're ready to get to but you're still in the foundation you're still in the figuring out lean on support um i feel like there's this energy of it's not all or nothing you don't just have to walk away from everything to start fresh mm -hmm. what do you have currently that is you know fulfilling you and secure and grounded enough that becomes the security for you to explore that mountain and climbing where you're going. I think sometimes people think they just have to hit this jumping point and then they'll create all the space and then they'll have the answers. But if you mm. don't feel secure, if you don't have something to hold on to from your past still, it may create a sense of desperation or confusion. So what can you continue to move forward that feels true? Walk away from what doesn't and know that it's okay that you are loved and respected for it while opening up to what may be presented for you. Um, yeah, the three of pentacles is also um, sorry. Uh, it's also working together on projects, so it's yeah. like project collaborations with yeah. other people. Huh. Interesting. It's funny that three because like three is like my number, like yeah. just in life. Yeah. Uh, and, and for the reason why it's stability, it's foundation, um, the holy trinity, all that stuff. And so I've always just been even I, I had my jersey on earlier, but that's just been my number. So it's funny that that was the one that came up. That's the witch's number, you know. Is it? It is. Three is the witch's number, yeah. What does that we mean? Do every, we do everything in threes. It's the Holy Trinity. It's everything you just said. We do everything in threes. It's a magical wow. number. Yeah. So that means I'm a warlock. Exactly. That's exactly <laughs> what that means. And Done. funny enough, it's been my favorite number as well. All, when I was in sports, I wore three too. When I was oh my God, three. that's funny. That's Isn't four. that Iverson? Was that Iverson's number? Yep. She got the 76ers on. Yeah, I remember. Mm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Interesting. All right. I'll, really I'll, I like that. Yeah. I'm with it. I'm with it. Literally, I could do this all day. Like, this is. I know. It's fun. <laughs> it's fun. Well, I appreciate I, I just want to say I appreciate you guys so much having having us on, like I said, and especially with everything that with George Floyd and everything that's going on um, with the racial injustices. And, and these are difficult conversations to have. Mm. And I'm so I feel so blessed that you guys are open to have these conversations with us and um, lovingly too. And I think that there are conversations that like, I would be more than happy to continue having conversations like this. Yeah. Um, I was just thinking, cause you said something, Danielle, that kind of like kind of hit me that about um, people in, uh, in of the black community, not kind of feeling comfortable in the, the wellness space. And I would love to explore why that is, um, because I do think there is a lot of generational hurt that um, the, the Black community uh, still internalize, especially yeah. Black men um, um, mm -hmm. along, you know, of, of course with Black women, um, but especially something with the, the, the Black man, 
um, that they're not able to express that hurt and feel it and be in Because we're not supposed to. We're supposed to man up and just keep it moving and provide exactly. and all that stuff. We're not so, supposed to be able to be I'd love vulnerable. to explore that conversation of why we don't feel safe in the wellness community. Um, because it took years for me, I probably needed therapy years ago, um, but it took years for me to be okay with um, actually wanting to do it and wanting to sit down and talking with someone outside of, you know, the home because it's a, it's like a, I always feel like it's a, it's a black person's rite of passage or it's a, it's a saying that what happens in house stays in house and that's only the people that we talk to about it. Mm -hmm. And I think eventually it starts to come out in the things that we do, the relationships mm -hmm. that we, that we build um, and we never get to kind of uh, try to heal that stuff. So I would love to have a conversation about healing and, and why we're not safe and how do we become comfortable and safe again? But also how, how we can create a space for you, not being able to necessarily empathize with your experiences, but, but sympathize and, and be able to have compassion and show up for you guys in the way you need yeah. You know, I do think it's a, it's going to need to be a collective effort. Like, All right, so we, already just, we already set the topic for the next show. Done. <laughs> nice. That's Beautiful. Yeah. Um, what you guys, ladies, you have anything coming up or anything to look yeah. out for? I know a lot of things are kind of like, sure, in quarantine. <laughs> yeah. But you know, like if they or like the, 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 the plug bag. When is this airing? Um, probably, Honestly, I'm gonna have. I'm. Yeah, I'm hoping that we can put this out for next week. It shouldn't be any problem next week. Yeah. All right, then I'll share. Okay. Uh, so I have two things coming up, both virtual. Uh, I am. I haven't even told you about this, Steve. So I'm launching in uh, the third week of July. Um, it's a next level astrology course. So it's for the individuals that already have kind of geeked out about astrology. They know the 12 signs, they know the planets, but they're ready to learn more. Maybe they want to start reading for their friends, learn more about, you know, just kind of the, the things that we, we don't see in day-to-day -day astrology. So that course is launching. And then um, my favorite holiday, August 8th, it's my birthday Eve. It's called Lion's Gate. And it's a oh. really amazing day where these Lion Gate portals open up to activate abundance and so i'll be doing uh, a workshop virtually to facilitate that as well nice very cool hey that's you awesome showing people where they can sign up and all that yeah, just go to, um if you go to danielmercurial.com you'll find the courses um under under courses or or the event page cool yeah so if you if you look me up darian empire i am doing i actually since quarantine started i've been doing daily not always daily but <laughs> Facebook lives where I'm doing, I'm reading A Course in Miracles and I am doing tarot reading. So A Course in Miracles is, it's, um, it's a metaphysical spiritual text, really beautiful, just like space for us all to get together. So I'm really just trying to give like the free content to get people to just come and join and have a support system. But you can always check me out on Instagram, YouTube, DarianEmpire.com for content all over. Cool. Nope. Thank you so much for coming back, ladies. Thank, Thank you, you so much, ladies. Appreciate oh, I appreciate it so and much. We'll talk to you before the end of the year, of course. We'll probably have to do something to wrap it all up. We're going to have more to unpack, I'm sure. 
Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Because you got sure. on the edge with the election thing. I want to know what the plot is. As soon as it happens, I'm going to be like, Jay! <laughs> <laughs> We're all going to be praying until that last hour, right? Like, <laughs> right. We're all going to be praying. For sure, for sure. But you guys, again, make sure you are checking out the Lauren Re Live show on all social media platforms and all major streaming platforms. Uh, that's going to be Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, YouTube. The video will be on YouTube. Um, and anywhere else you can um, do podcasting. Make sure you're following waterice.com. We are your scoops to everything Philly. We got a lot of good stuff, even in quarantine going on. Uh, we've been checking out some restaurants that have been doing dying out service. Shout out to our girl, Farah. She's been on the move. Um, Hector has been posting up some really good stories. So we have you guys in tune to everything that's going on. Me and Jay are still doing the podcast. What are you going to say, Jay? Water Ice Apparel. Go to Water Ice Unlimited. <laughs> up and running. We got face masks. Uh, we actually got some new City Edition shirts for the city of Philadelphia with the Ben Franklin that has this, uh, the city flag within the bandana. It's really dope. Sweet. I'm sorry? I just realized that you were the head of the game with the, the logo. I know, right? Ain't yeah. Talk about, you are a warlock. I know, I was going to say that for a minute. <laughs> yeah, I, I got to give off. A prediction there? I got to give that, my friend. I got to give that credit to, that's Hector, man. That was his idea. But, oh, uh, yeah, we got our stuff up and running. I was just like, wait. Yeah, no, it's kind of crazy. We've been getting that. Like, people are like, yo, how did you know? Oh. Like, but yeah, Water Ice Unlimited, go to waterice.com, go to the shop, and we have some stuff, and we're going to have some more merchandise to roll out as the weather starts to cool off later on in the year. So big, big follow us. To the Uncensored Podcast, they are officially coming back this weekend. Um, we're going to try the in-studio thing. Let's see what happens. Um, nice. We're excited to get them back in the studio. Their show is hilarious. They've been holding it down the whole time in quarantine, so we're really excited for that. But other than that, you guys, you know how this show ends. All superheroes don't wear capes, but sometimes sometimes they wear headphones. See you later, everybody. Bye. Peace, guys. Bye. All right. So.